You're listening to Authentically Me, a podcast dedicated to activating the magic that is within us all through the power of authenticity, sharing, and transmuting with love. Here, you will find real-life experiences shared through the lens of everything is always serving. We are led through this journey by your host, Serena Rose. Serena is a ceremonialist who believes our life is just one big ceremony for our soul. Connect to your soul and enjoy the ceremony. Hello, Authentically Me Beauties. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to bring you Alexa Hauser. She is an intuitive healer and coach, and she is one of the reasons why I'm here today on this podcast speaking with you. She has an amazing podcast called Inner Bloom. It has shifted so much in my life, and I know the lives of so many, and she has inspired me and coached me to like getting my own podcast. So here we are. Welcome to season three and welcome, Alexa. Thank you so much for being here. Could you introduce yourself to my listeners and just let them know who you are and what you're about? Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me here, Serena. This is so amazing. I just want to to say, um, yeah, congrats. I'm, I kind of even forgot that like we initially had talked about the podcast, but I love hearing that I helped in some way. And truly you're just such a trailblazer and you just do things in such a beautiful, unique way. And so it's been so amazing to watch you just take this podcast and just launch it and, and ride with it. So I'm honored to be here. Um, and yeah, a little bit about me. Um, I am, as you said, I'm an intuitive healer, um, intuitive business coach, and uh, essentially, I my life has all, all been about um, kind of trying to understand myself and my emotions and um, how to work with them really to shift my state of being so that I can, you know, be the best creator that I can. I've always had so many big ideas and things I wanted to do in the world, but my emotions really always got in the way and my fears and limiting beliefs. And so a few years ago, after I had my awakening, um, I came across a modality called EFT or tapping and this, uh, healing modality. It's also, um, uh, a, um, uh, mental reprocessing modality. I don't know why that's the word, those are the words I'm using, but you can basically use it to help you shift beliefs. Um, it, it really just opened my world up. And, you know, in the past few years, I've been able to create this podcast, do these coaching programs. Um, you know, I have a tapping business and I've just recently used it to open up my intuition in a whole new way. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just really, I'm just really here to help people understand the same thing that I've been coming to understand about how to work with my emotions to really create the life that they want, uh, and empower themselves. That's so good. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, I love that and resonate so much with what you share because 
I, we're all emotional beings on this earth and we emote things all day with ourselves, with our mind, our body, the universe, etc. And so I too am in a place with my career where I'm wondering, gosh, have I just been being in my own way this whole time with my emotions. Um, So I'm curious, could you give us an example of a big idea and emotions that may or may not have gotten in the way and how you overcame that? Oh man. Yeah. There's so many, uh, truly, but you know what? I feel really inspired right now to talk about one that's been coming up recently, actually, because it's been really um, in my face. And, you know, the past couple weeks, I don't know about you, have been pretty intense for me. A lot of old stuff coming up, a lot of stuff I thought I dealt with. I mean, just coming up in a pretty visceral way. And something that uh, has been shown to me is this limiting belief I have that I, I shouldn't stand up for myself. Meaning, if someone's angry with me or someone has an opinion of me that I did something wrong from their perspective or I didn't do something good enough from their perspective, then the, uh, the, the answer for me is just to, to take that and be humble and agree with them and just try to make them happy, right? Because in my past, uh, especially before I had my awakening, right? I, anytime I stood up for myself, I was very in my ego. I would scream, I would yell, it was dramatic, right? So I had this limiting belief that one, I shouldn't stand up for myself because it makes other people angry and causes all this drama. And two, that the right thing to do when people are upset is just basically agree with them and give your power away. And that's, that's the right thing to do. That's the honorable thing to do. And so I've been learning this really big lesson recently that no, actually, that's not the right thing to do, that standing up for yourself is honorable, right? Standing up for yourself, uh, it's scary, but it's, that is the honorable thing to do instead of just you know, rolling over and acquiescing to whatever anyone else thinks about you, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've really had to use tapping as one of the tools to process this and to investigate this and say, where does this come from? Like, where did I pick up this belief? Oftentimes we pick it up from our family members. um, Also, of course, like the media, people around us when we're younger, like authority figures, like teachers, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, know, a lot of this does. We build evidence uh, against ourselves. Like that's another thing that feels really resonant to mention in this moment. Sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Um, But from experiences, it's like, oh, I stood up for myself and then this happened and then I tried again and then this happened and it's evidence that we can build up against ourselves. And now we're in a time of really shifting that evidence and, and building new ways of being and interacting with ourselves and each other. Absolutely. So beautifully said. Yeah, absolutely. Like we take all of this. That's the thing when you have a limiting belief, right? It's even if you're not consciously thinking of it all the time, it's still, um, you know, it's still operating in your, your field, right? So you're, you're picking up evidence all the time of your beliefs and you're confirming your beliefs, right? Oh, it's not safe to stand up for myself. That would make people unhappy. I don't want people to be unhappy with me. Um, I don't like, you know, I don't like making people mad. 
And even just in this current climate that we're in, right? I mean, everybody's mad all the time. There's all of this conflict. And a lot of us, especially I think those of us that are probably listening to this podcast are trying really to stay in our center and to stay, um, you know, I don't want to say like, I don't want to feel elitist, but you know, like above that, above, above all the the drama. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. We build cases against ourselves and, you know, and I think also I've been noticing how there are just so many kind of morals that have been taught to us in our society of like what a good person does. Right. Mm -hmm. Which when I'm examining them, I'm like, this is not true. This is the, this is, this is meant to disempower me in a lot of ways. And so it's very scary to like actually challenge those societal um, ideals and mm-hmm. morals and beliefs about what makes a good person. It's scary because you don't want other people to, you know, we have that like um, that, that ancestral wound of like being exiled from the tribe, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yes, girl, you are speaking my language <laughs> right now. <Yeah. laughs> I, I resonate with that so deeply and I imagine so many can too. It's these old systems that have been in place for a really long time and a lot of it is connected to religion and you know, showing up a certain way, being a certain way, respecting your elders, etc. Um, and in that comes repression of self and of our, our voice and of our center. And so I definitely resonate with your share and we're in a time of shifting all of that. And so I'm honored to be on the journey and in tribe with you. So thank you so much. Of course. Um, so what advice do you have for intuitive entrepreneurs? Because I am one, I know so many people in my field and your field are, and times are changing right now. You know, these systems, these paradigms, the market, marketing, advertising, like everything is changing and shifting right now. And so based on what you've learned and where you are, what advice would you have right now for intuitive entrepreneurs? Mm, I love this question. It's, this is like the funnest thing for me to talk about because it's su- such a fun, cool field that's developing. It's so cool, you know, that, I mean, I've met everyone from, like when you add intuitive to whatever it is, right? When I met you, I remember I was so fascinated that you were an intuitive hairstylist. I was like, what happens? Like, how is that unique? You know, I, it, it means some, yeah. it just adds a little something to it. And you're kind of like, how do you do that? Right. Mm-hmm. So I just, I've been working with all kinds. I just worked with an intuitive stylist the other day for a photo shoot we did and to a makeup artist. I mean, and what I was talking to them about was, um, it's, it's not that other people aren't intuitive. Everybody is intuitive. Right. But when you proclaim and you claim, mm-hmm. uh, I am an intuitive blank. I feel like it's, you're telling people, I work intuitively. I am, I live from a more connected place. That's my intention to live from a connected place. And so it opens up this new level of trust, I think, Mm -hmm. from those who value that because um, the intention is there. So that was just, that's just something I'm excited about, about the intuitive field. But yeah, that is just so juicy. Even right now I'm like, receive, download, like so great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I felt that way when I like received that download, I was like, Ooh, like this 
this is why it feels so good to work with intuitive people. And this is why I want to surround myself with them because, um, yeah, it just brings in that extra layer of trust and God, like that's what we all need right now. Right? We're craving that trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so advice to intuitive entrepreneurs. Um, so number one is that first of all, your intuition is your superpower, right? I mean, it goes with what I just said, like the fact that you have developed your intuition in some way and you're going to keep developing it is you can utilize that to help you build your business. And, you know, of course it like takes constant, um, you're always going to be developing it, but that number one is just, that's your superpower in your business. And you can always refer back to that and check in with the guides and check in with like, what feels right for my next step. And I feel like that's an advantage in business. Um, But two, and this is what I feel really passionate about sharing is that, you know, when we started our podcast, my uh, co-host and I, Ambrosia, we had really big dreams and goals and things. And we were kind of under the impression that like, we have to have these huge numbers, right? We have to have these, you know, everyone says, oh, well, you can't get any crazy ad deals until you have this many plays, you know, like hundreds of thousands or per episode. Um, I think we've, we're breaking away from a world where that was the norm. And now it's like, you can be a nano influencer and have a six figure business. Meaning, you know, we don't actually have as big of numbers as some other spiritual podcasts out there, but we have a six figure business. And that is because we develop our relationship with our, um, with our community and we value that relationship over mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would say to, uh, you know, intuitive entrepreneurs is don't think you have to like compete in this commercial world. If you don't want to, you can actually just really focus on building your community and you can take that community as far as you want to go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank you so much. You know what I love about interviewing, and maybe you can relate to this, is I have in front of me, if you see me keep looking down, I have questions that I've formulated um, to ask, just like reference points. It doesn't have to be the exact question that I ask. And every time I do an interview, people bring things up and it's already about like the next question or the things that I'm going to ask. And you touched on like four of my next questions. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. It's all in Uh, flow. Yeah. So I guess I'll start with, because this is where you're just jumping off of when have you aside from, well, I guess you just touched on it with your podcast So when you have experienced that comparison game that we all get lost in because we live in the age of information and it's just so easy to see a photo or a video or numbers and be like, oof, um, and internalize that. So it's so easy to do that. What helps you with moving through the comparison game, if you will? Mm, that's such a hard one, you know, because I think like <clears throat> it's really ingrained in us in a lot of ways, just as human beings to compare and to look again, it goes back to the, like, we don't want to be exiled from the tribe, right? So we're constantly looking around seeing like, what's everybody else doing? Where's everybody else at? Should I be there? You know, like, and that's what we did as children. We would look around to our elders and to our peers to make sure we were safe, right? Yeah. 
And so that's just kind of a part of being a human being. Now that said, I think that, um, I think it really is valuable to understand that you are a unique human being and your path. And this is where the spiritual perspective comes in and really helps me because I go, that's great that that person's doing that. I can let that inspire me, but my path is not going to be like their path. My path is my own path. Mm -hmm. And that's because I have a unique set of things that I want to learn and experience in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I have that perspective. So that helps me. Um, to, to know that like, you know, I, I also, I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to let others around me kind of reflect back to me the things that, yeah, maybe I want to experience at some point, but to know that it's all happening in time and to really just trust in that. And one of the biggest things that actually me and Ambrosia have kind of, um, you know, had to talk a lot about is like that feeling of like wanting to rush, wanting to rush like do all the things at the same time because you feel like everyone else is so far ahead and you, you know, you only have like Instagram lockdown, but you don't have YouTube and TikTok and, you know, you feel like, oh, we got to do all the things. But truly what we've seen over and over and over again is anytime you start doing that, you're spreading your energy out way too thin and you're hardly getting anywhere. It's so much better in my opinion to just say, yes, one day we will have all the things done. Just like this person, we will have also have a YouTube channel. We will also have this. We will also have this. But right now, the most important thing that I'm going to focus on is my podcast, for example. Mm -hmm. And you just put energy into that. And once that gets going, then you move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I think you just, I think in summation, it's just really important to give yourself permission to be where you are and know that all the other things will come in time. It's okay to take time to get there. Yeah, thank you for that. And you mentioned Ambrosia. For those who don't know who she is and just need a reference point, could you let us know who, who she is? Yeah, of course. Ambrosia Matthews. She is my podcast co-host. She's my best friend. Uh, she is a psychic medium and a channel of uh, a collection of Arturian energy called the Arc Nine. And... Um, yeah, she's amazing. She is just so, she's been a psychic medium since she was five years old and has an amazing story about that. And um, yeah. That's so cool. Maybe I should reach out to her because I have yes. been a psychic medium since I was four. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. You um, should. I will. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so your recent post touched me deeply about your intuitive journey and, you know, the next layer of your spiritual awakening, if you will. So could you tell us what your journey as a spiritual being has been like? Yes. So, <laughs> so it's funny. I mean, when I was little, I remember being really fascinated by stuff like this. I mean, like palm reading, all that kind of stuff. I just thought that was really fun. And like, wow, what if this is true? And I just remember people around me being, no one was like overtly like, that's not true, but just kind of like, no, that's just for fun type of thing. And, um, but I always was a, a person who really liked to look at the uh, other side. If everyone said, the sky is blue. I was like, well, what, but what if it's green? Like I always wanted to kind of ask questions like that. So anyway, um, you know, for most of my life, I really wasn't connected to my spirituality at all. I only had my, you know, what I'll call my like big awakening a few years ago. 
Um, and that came after I was just at a really low point of my life. I was extremely unhealthy. I was on Adderall. I was that I didn't need to be on. I I was just not going in the right direction. Um, and long story short, I ended up in the hospital twice and like within a span of six weeks. And it was for this weird swelling of my face that was like cutting off my airway that no one could explain. And after the second time that the exact same thing happened in the exact same place, something just told me like, this is not, you're not on the right path and you need to stop everything you're doing and just switch. And just like that, it was like overnight, I was just like diving into health. And um, it really started with my health journey because I was like trying to figure out what was going on. And every time I looked up health, it just kept leading me to spirituality somehow. It was like, how did I get here? I don't even understand how I got on this, like (laughs) these perspectives. And it scared me. It really scared me, these spiritual perspectives, because I think a lot of people can probably relate to this. When you kind of have your awakening, you're like, wait, does everybody know this? And hold on, (laughs) if this is true, like, am I going to lose all my friends and family? And like, you know, it just becomes very isolating in the beginning. And so I just remember being terrified. Anyway, um, you know, I finally started warming up to it. I, I, it, it scared me for a long time, even after I knew in my heart and my soul, this is what I'm supposed to do. It scared the bejesus out of me because I still thought people were going to be taken away from me. I was going to be alone for some reason. And I think that really was a big part of what was blocking my intuitive gifts at that time as well, is I always knew I was pretty intuitive, but like, I don't know, when it came to actually communicating with spirits or actually feeling into like what's going to happen or what you see for someone, you know, I had at that point Ambrosia, who's my um, best friend, I had her around all the time doing all these amazing things that I've like never seen anyone do. And then more and more was meeting more and more psychics and mediums and intuitives and, uh, their gifts just amazed me. And, you know, it was just such a natural thing for me to be like, okay, well, of course I'm kind of intuitive and I can kind of pick up on some energy and some things, but like, I'm not like you guys, like that's you guys. I'm the logical one here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I just kept telling myself that. And every time we would channel the Arcturians or someone would give me a reading or something, they'd be like, you know, you're intuitive. And you know you could be doing what you think everyone else is so cool for doing. And I'm just like, nah, yeah, yeah. And I would always just play it off. Finally, about three weeks ago, I just finally got this message that was like, you're done. Like you're done with this belief that you are not, you cannot do this. Like you can do it. You just have to commit to it. Like commit to the fact that you can connect in this way. And the thing that really got me to give it a chance was that, um, they, my guides are basically saying like, this is the final piece. If you can get this piece, you'll never, not that you'll never need anyone again, but you're free. You're, you're connected. You don't need to go through other people and, and, you know, all the time, like you can go through yourself and that is the most empowering thing. So that was when I said, okay, I'm ready to do this. I found some friends who, are very intuitive. I was like, let's play. Let's just, I need to play with people. Let's just play. Let's just try things out. And, uh, did that like three days in a row. And on the third day I was like, oh, okay, no, I can do this. I can 100% do this. I jumped on TikTok live and I did readings for strangers for like an hour. And then I was like, okay, yep. No, I've just been telling myself I can't the whole time. And I've (laughs) been doing stuff ever since. And it's just confirmation to me that 
everyone can. Everyone can. It's just our fear or our beliefs that we can't or are not wanting to be wrong, right? That's like, a, that was a big part of it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I see a pattern at, just in our conversation of how that belief and that limiting belief has shown up in different ways throughout your life. And so um, I speak to that just in case anyone can relate to your story slash stories and your journey, because we all have limiting beliefs and patterns and behaviors and emotional cycles. And so Um, it almost doesn't really matter what you focus on similar with your social media. It's like, just focus on one thing (laughs) and everything else comes, you know? So that's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I think totally. And, and you know what? I also just think everything's about timing too. You know, if you're not ready for something, then there's always going to be a belief or an excuse or, and that's okay. Like again, take your time. But if you are wanting something and if you're wanting to connect with your intuition and you're not actually taking the steps, like recognize that, like you're going to have to kind of take the leap at some point. Yeah. And taking responsibility for where you are, no matter where you are, even if you're not ready, you know, totally. Yeah. There's a lot of just owning your experience, owning what you desire, what you want. Um, I love that this conversation feels really empowering and inspiring. Even just being here interviewing you, I'm like, ooh, yes. This is- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy because that's, that's really, truly what I feel like I'm here to do. And, you know, like I said, I just have been going through a really challenging time recently that has only brought me to more empowerment and more into my purpose. And so thank you for reflecting that back because, yeah, I feel very aligned with that. Yeah. Um, So this is a question that I think could be applied to any area of your life. And so what is the biggest challenge that you've overcome in order to see success? Whatever success means to you, what is the biggest challenge you've, you've had to overcome? This is an amazing question. I just want to say I love this question. And I'm so curious if you ask this to other people what they say. Um, But the first thing that came up for me, the biggest thing I've had to overcome for success has been caring what other people think. 150% because, oh my God, like in even in the beginning of starting my podcast, let's say, I didn't have any track record. I actually, I I was hosting on the positive head podcast. That's where you and I met, but you know, it was someone else's podcast. I was guest hosting on and, but you know, I, I knew I was supposed to start my own podcast. And I remember like the people around me were just kind of like, okay, good luck with that thing. You know, I, and if I had cared so much about what other people around me thought or, or if they validated it or not, I definitely wouldn't have done it, you know? So, but that is a small example because as my quote unquote success, you Mm -hmm. could say has grown, that just gets more and more and more intense. The The brighter you shine, the more people are going to reflect how they feel about you and say things to you and try to bring you down and 
you know, a, an earlier version of me, maybe two years ago would have been like, they don't like me. I'm not going to do it. I don't want to show my face. But this new version of me is like, I don't care what anyone says because this is my life. They are not living my life. This is my life. And, you know, my dreams and my purpose is way bigger to me than anyone else's perspective, but it's hard, so hard. And so I just, I just say this too, too, because I know that everybody listening to this knows what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's about you coming in, that's another reason people don't want to come into their spiritual gifts. They're so afraid people in their family aren't going to like it. People around them won't get it, you know? And at, at a certain point, you have to ask yourself, like, who am I living for? Like, mm-hmm. am I living for other people who are not in my body and not experiencing this? And, you know, or am I going to live for me? And it's not to say that's always easy. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I know I resonate with it. So when you were first starting out, you know, as a online entrepreneur, um, what was your biggest challenge then? And, you know, how does it compare to your biggest challenge now? And what is your, what is your present biggest challenge if you had to, to describe one? As an entrepreneur specifically? Mm-hmm. Oh, hmm. okay. Let me think about this. So, okay. My biggest challenge presently as an entrepreneur well, I guess it's just that you're always growing, right? So like in terms of what you're doing, like you're always trying to create new and push the envelope, meaning like you're always doing something that you kind of haven't done before. And that is scary because, mm-hmm. I mean, because you're, you don't have any, you don't have practice time for this stuff right? You're just kind of like, all right, I'm doing this now. It's my idea. I'm just giving it a go. And as a result, you're going to learn a lot of things and you're going to, you're going to fail and you're going to fall. Um, and so that is challenging, I think, to just constantly be pushing the envelope and also going into new territory with my business that comes with new legal stuff, like a new account CPAs and just stuff that I'm not really that good at, you know? Um, I would also say delegation for me is a really, really, really challenging thing. I am a control freak. I admit it. <laughs> I just, I just like to feel like I have my hands on everything. And uh, so, for me to actually give up tasks to someone else is very challenging. Even though there's no way to grow to the size that I want to grow if I insist on having my hands on everything. Mm-hmm. And so at some point you have to let go and you have to trust and say, okay, those people are going to make mistakes. Yeah, they're going to fall. They're going to fail. But it's, it's about the long-term vision and trusting and kind of opening up to this process um, of, of creation and momentum. Um, I don't know if I answered your – what was the other question? What was the was challenge your, when I first started? Yeah, what was your biggest challenge when you first started entrepreneurship? Oh. Entrepreneurship or like this project? Because entrepreneurship was like – I mean, I, I started my first company when I was 24. Um, Whatever you feel – wherever you feel called to go with it. I mean, it always was about the money. That was the biggest challenge always. 
it's, it's really interesting now. I worked with a coach specifically about the money because the money, the whole lack mentality, the whole worthiness, all of that, because I've, I've had issues with money my whole life. I mean, I've, I've never felt worthy. I've never understood how to manage money. I just always wanted to do the thing, you know, and the money was, I just didn't know how my relationship with money was not good. And so finally, a couple years ago, when we started this business, I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Like I, I need to learn. I need to love money. I need to understand money, hired a coach. And I've really worked through a lot of it. Now have I worked through all of it? No, still working through it. But that was definitely always the hardest thing in whichever entrepreneur venture you want to talk about. I just, I don't know. It made me so uncomfortable. And I think that's a big wound for Mm -hmm. a lot of intuitive entrepreneurs, probably especially. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you open to me asking a little bit more of a personal question surrounding money? Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Where does most of your income come from and how what advice would you give someone to build a sustainable income as a coach? So my income comes from many different places. Um, and I think that is like a big, I don't know, I feel like Gary Vee or people like that, they say mm-hmm. that is like have multi, you know, lots of different revenue streams. Mm-hmm. Um, I that too recently. Yeah, because, you know, it just, it, I don't know why it just, it doesn't, I guess you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and it's opening up all these different streams, right? Like ways things can come to you. Um, but you know, coaching is definitely what I would say as for me, that's like one of the biggest money makers because, um, you know, you're really investing in someone and they're really investing in themselves. Um, and you can create different types of programs. Um, so that's, that's a big part, but also like, you know, we have a Patreon and that's like one of my favorite ways that we make money is from the people that listen to us and, you know, work with us closely and want to get to know us better for our podcast. I think that's a really cool model actually, that I feel like, um, should be explored way more. Like I, if you're an intuitive entrepreneur starting out, I think definitely make a Patreon account and set up some sort of offering because, Um, I mean, there's people online who have like, I don't know, they have like one tier on their Patreon account for $20 and they have like 700 people paying that every month. That's like $14,000 a month. I mean, from, and, and each person is only paying $20. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, so Patreon's a big way, um, you know, partnerships, retreats is a big thing for us. Like we, I mean, right now it's not, but you know, events is huge for us. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, there's lots of different ways. There's ways that I'm not even mentioning right now, but you know, I I think it really is important to diversify and also to focus on the thing that you love to do. Like I genuinely love coaching. I just, I really like getting in there with people and being like, all right, what do you need? Like, what's going on? Like, where do you want to go with your business? And that's really fun for me. So I think that's why actually that is one of the biggest you know, sources for me because I really love doing it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Um, so you have built 
a beautiful community and I've gotten to witness you building this community with your podcast. Um, it's been so cool to be an observer and just watch it grow and grow and grow. And even with your Patreon account, which by the way, um, that is something that I have failed at so far. <laughs> How? What do you? Mean? How do you define failure? Um, I've made zero dollars from the Patreon, okay. so that is a <laughs> failure for me. <laughs> well, we can talk about that after because I feel like I feel like you could do some damage there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but just to speak to failures, they happen. This is one of oh, them. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so, what advice would you give someone who is building their own online community? What tips and tricks and advice would you give? Just really keep connecting with them as much as possible. Like they, they're supporting you. So they want to be, you know, ask them what you should, like who you should bring on your podcast or, you know, ask them what they're going through or bring some of them on the podcast or, you know, if you don't have a podcast, that's fine, but just talk to your community, what, whatever it is that they're interested in, like really, cause, cause they're, they're supporting you. And so if you can feed that, that it, they're going to stay, like they're going to stay for their relationship with you. And I would also say, and this is, you know, this is kind of a part of it too, is like also protecting your community when, people or energy kind of can come in at, at some points and kind of, you know, uh, uh, stir disrupt. it up a little bit. Yeah. Stir <laughs> it up. Knowing when, you know, knowing when to kind of set the boundary and say, you know what, I'm protecting this community. This is not an alignment. And that's really hard too sometimes. But I think I was talking to Ambrosia about this today. Like, you know, your community and your business is like your baby. It's your mm -hmm. baby. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta really protect it. And, um, and I think if you do put in that love and protection and care to the people in your community, they, they will support you. And like I said, you could build a business just off that community. Cause those are the people that want to work with you anyway. They, they know you, they love you, they believe in you. So, you know, um, yeah, just interact with them as much as possible. I honestly mm -hmm. think it's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Um, so I see you on all of the things and you touched on <laughs> a little bit. You know, I see you on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Patreon. <laughs> I see you on all the things. And I haven't, like full disclosure, I have not fallen victim to the comparison game with you. Otherwise, I would more than likely own yeah. it in this moment. Um I just feel so inspired by that. And mm -hmm. if anything, I look at myself and I'm like, okay, I can, I can do this. Like I see you doing it and I'm like, it can be done, you yes. know? Um, yes. But what advice do you have as far as keeping your center and balancing all of that while also balancing everyday life? Because that's something I personally at times can struggle with. It's like the first thing that goes for me is exercise. I'm like yes. busy. Yes. It's gone. <laughs> like, but that's my body and my vessel. And so I'm just curious what advice you have for balancing all of the things. Yeah, this is a really great question too. And thank you so much. I, I, I love what you said. And, um, 
I, yeah, I definitely have thoughts on this. So I think oftentimes we can think like, okay, I got to do, like I said, all the things. And, you know, we almost like just give up all of our time and energy and we just end up feeling drained. Right. And so something, something that I've been putting into practice is, and this took me some time to learn, and this actually went into my worthiness work, right? Like in the money work that I was doing, um, was, you know what? My mornings are so important to me. And guess what? I don't want to hold space for someone before 11 a.m. Like I just, I just don't, I need that time. That's my time. When I wake up until 11 a.m., that's my time to work out, to drink coffee, to talk to my business partner. We have like an accountability call every morning um, where sometimes we were just like emotionally supporting each other just to like have my process in the morning. So I say, okay, my work hours are 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's when I'm doing my work and I will work all throughout there if I have to but I'm not going beyond that. And when I set that boundary, even though it might seem weird because like you're technically working less, it actually ended up, first of all, replenishing me, right? Because I get to do what I want. I feel really free in that. And that actually makes me feel really abundant. Like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, I have the life I want. I have the life I want, right? So then that's just bringing, you know, bigger opportunities, more people to work with. It's actually making my time more um, like potent, you know, like what I'm doing is it's like less energy, more value. Um, So that's kind of my top tip is like really work on the boundaries and say, I give myself this time and you know what, it's possible to receive what I want with, with this much effort. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that answer the question? Yeah, definitely. So it's almost like time blocking and boundary play and just tuning into your own personal needs and desires and honoring them. Yes. Because if you don't feel happy, if you don't feel satisfied and you know, the whole point of this is to create this life that feels really good to you. Right. And if you're sitting there resentful that like, this is, I really want wanted time for myself this morning and now I'm doing this session with someone like that's not gonna end well that's not good energy for anybody right so it's kind of like honor yourself honor what you need and trust that even if you only have four hours in the day that that's going to be enough like for right now at least like that's and and you're gonna give all you're gonna give the best parts of yourself that's so important too like you're gonna you're gonna bring it for those four hours you know yeah definitely um So I was wondering, um, we just have about maybe 10 minutes or so left together. I was wondering how you would feel about running us through an EFT tapping for empowerment or, you know, I'm not attached to that. Whatever you feel would be best serving. Yes. Um, Maybe tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do. Totally. I would love to do this. So um, tapping is a quantum level self-healing modality uh, that essentially works by we take our fingers and we just tap on these different um, energy points of our body. Um, These are the same points that you, you utilize in acupuncture, acupressure. But what we do when we tap on these different points is we're actually acknowledging our true feelings about whatever the topic is that we are tapping on. So it's kind of like this physical release combined with this uh, 
like kind of like talk therapy, right? <laughs> Modern day talk therapy. And what this allows uh, the body to do is actually relax and release whatever emotion or trauma or stuck energy it's been holding on to. And oftentimes this can manifest by the body burping, yawning, laughing, crying, hot flashes, cold flashes. I mean, the body will physically uh, do things like that as we're doing this process. And, um, and yeah, it's a great way to relax your nervous system and just shift your energy on a topic. So I would love to run us through like a little tap. And um, all you have to do if you're watching or you're listening is just, I'm going to tell you where to tap and I'm going to tell you what to say. So you'll just repeat after me. And how about we do, yeah, a little tap for empowerment, but also what was coming up in uh, conjunction with that is doubt, like self-doubt. Does that feel in alignment? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. All right, so... Everyone just bring your hands to your chest and you're just gonna, both hands, you're just gonna tap at the same time on your chest. And we're all gonna take a deep breath together. Good. And now you're gonna repeat after me. I'm open to acknowledging. I'm open to acknowledging. The part of me that has some doubt. The part of me that has some doubt. About, and then you guys fill in the blank at home. You just say whatever it's about. Mm. About being loved. Mm. Beautiful. Take a deep breath. At the top of the head. Part of me has some doubt about this. Part of me has some doubt about this. Mm -hmm. What I really want. What I really want. Is to feel loved. Is to feel loved. And empowered. And empowered. Good. Now you're going to tap the top of the eyebrows right above the bridge of the nose. But part of me, but part of me, wonders, wonders, if it's safe, if it's safe, is it safe for me to open up here? Is it safe for me to open up here? Okay, now you're going to tap the side of your eyes, the temples. Is it safe for me to go for this? Is it safe for me to go for this? Tap the cheekbones. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I want to feel like it's safe. I want to feel like it's safe. But sometimes I have doubt. But sometimes I have doubt. And it's possible that that's okay. And it's possible that that's okay. Good, deep breath. Tap under the nose. I'm open to loving and accepting myself. I'm open to loving and accepting myself. Even with this doubt. Even with this doubt. Good, now tap under the lips. Now can you feel this doubt anywhere in your body? 
Serena? I feel it in my shoulders. Mm, and what does it feel like? Um, just like constriction a little bit. Mm, okay. So we're going to focus on that feeling for a minute. And for those of you listening and watching, you can focus on it wherever you feel it. So like I feel it kind of in my gut. So we're going to focus on that feeling of doubt that we can physically feel in our body. We're going to take a deep breath into it. Tap the chest. I can physically feel the sensation of doubt. I can physically feel the sensation of doubt. I can feel it in my, and say where it is. I can feel it in my shoulders. And it's so uncomfortable. And it's so uncomfortable. It feels like, and then say what it feels like. It feels like sorrow. Mm, yeah. And how does it feel physically? Tense. Yeah. I'm open to honoring and acknowledging. I'm open to honoring and acknowledging. This uncomfortable sensation. This uncomfortable sensation. In my, and say where it is. In my shoulders. Related to this doubt. Related to this doubt. Deep breath. You're going to tap the inside of the wrist. I'm open to loving and expressing myself. I'm open to loving and expressing myself. Exactly as I am. Exactly as I am. And it's possible. And it's possible. That I can feel more empowered here. That I can feel more empowered here. I'm creating the new belief. I'm creating the new belief. That it's safe to trust the situation. That it's safe to trust the situation. It's safe to trust myself. It's safe to trust myself. And I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And I deeply and completely accept and love myself. All right, one more deep breath. Good. And then tap on the chest again, tap on the shoulders, tap on the legs. And just notice how you feel. Notice if you feel a little bit calmer. Notice if you, for some of you, you might have actually gone up a little bit before you go down. That just means, you, you know, you might, some of us kind of keep our emotions, uh, hidden away. And then when we start to kind of address them, they become more vivid. But if you just keep tapping and if you want to just rewind this podcast um, and just do the tap again, you should go down if that was the case for you. But Serena, how do you feel? I feel really good. I feel calm. Mm -hmm. um, I've never experienced this before. And so oh. there was a moment when I felt like before I start to connect to other realms, I will start to see colors and auras and stuff. And so I started to tap into that a little bit. 
Um, and then I also felt at one moment, and I'm not sure which one it was now, but I felt like a rush of, I could cry. Um, and I imagine, you know, this is just a short couple of minutes of doing it, but I can imagine through experiencing this, how deep you could go, you know, mm -hmm. like how long are one of your sessions if someone wanted to, to book one with you? Yeah, they're 90 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we usually spend the first 20 minutes or so just, I ask you a series of questions about your issue and we kind of get all this information and then we go into the tap and, and yeah, we do go pretty deep. I mean, I, I also am a big fan of visualization and I love to do that in combination with tapping to really kind of, you know, uh, connect you with, with your inner child, which a lot of us are really needing to connect with. So I'm glad that you felt, I'm glad that you felt that. Thank you for sharing that. And, uh, and yeah, if any of you would like, I do have, um, I actually have a lot of free tapping resources on my YouTube channel and on my TikTok. And if you'd like to book a private session, you can do that on my website, which is alexasoothes.com. Awesome. And I think that that will be available in the podcast notes as well. Perfect. People can access that. Um, one final question that I ask everybody is if you could wave a magic wand and suddenly every single human on this earthly plane has this knowing and knowledge, what would you want to say to them for them to know? If you could mm. just say, everybody knows this now, mm. what would that be? It would definitely be something to the effect of you can do whatever it is that is in your heart. If you have a dream, you have that for a reason. And don't, you don't need to let what anyone else says or thinks get in the way of that. You are capable of handling whatever comes with that dream. You just need to take one step forward. Mm, thank you. Wow. I am previously... When people say things like that, there's this little part of me that's like uh, a detached, a little detached from that sentiment. And just following that tapping and hearing you say that, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you definitely can. There's so yeah. much magic with you. So oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I personally will be, I would be interested in a session. So we'll chat and connect. And I just wanted to express immense gratitude to you for being such an amazing human and woman and intuitive and someone who has inspired me personally. And I know so many others that are in our field. So thank you so much, Alexa, for showing up and sharing with us here today on Authentically Me Radio. Thank you. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. It is an honor to share with each and every one of you authentically. Tune in and visit the website authenticallymeradio.com. You are exactly where you are supposed to be, doing exactly what you are supposed to be doing. And you are love.